Hello and welcome back to the From the Stem Up podcast for our 28th episode. We're almost reaching 30, um, but I'm really excited for this one because we're going to be talking a lot about like health and like the medical route and I'm really excited. Uh, We have an exceptional guest on this next episode. So hey Ria, how's it going? Hi, it's going really well. Um, Right now I am currently a high school senior in Austin, Texas. And I am really interested in the medical field and I would like to pursue medicine in the future. I'm right now leading towards either pediatric oncology or geriatric, uh, geriatric physician, but it just depends right now, but yeah. Nice, yeah. On to you know, the classic question, what does STEM mean to you? Um, I think to me, STEM is really about like finding your passions and going um, towards something that really interests you because STEM is such a wide variety of different things that you can do within science, technology, engineering, and math, as well as so many, like within math and technology, science and engineering, there's just so much that you can do that you wouldn't even think is possible. So I think to me, STEM just means the, um, the word of opportunity because I think with me specifically, I want to become a physician in medicine. And I think that um at first I was like oh this doesn't really fit into STEM but as I started to look more deeper into it STEM has so many opportunities for you to actually go and pursue the medical field through um for example like through mathematics you can look at like pharmacy and a lot of other like medical math areas as well as like through science I'm very interested in neuroscience which I think we'll get on to later on um I think Um, there's just so many opportunities within STEM. So I think the word STEM for me would just mean opportunity. Yes, for sure. Um, And you mentioned that like, yeah, like there's so many facets in STEM. Um, I think that even there's statistics. I can't say that word, Um, but uh, there's things like data, there's there's science, there's um, even engineering in uh, the medical field, like there's like biomedical engineering, which is, it's just so much overlap that um, they're really like, once you choose a field in STEM to pursue, like, I swear that you're going to pivot in, in some other way, because there's not really one kind of career in STEM, like you're just using so many different uh, skill sets from each letter of the acronym, I guess. Um, and based on your uh, experiences and interests in STEM, so you said you are interested in the medical field and neuroscience, who would you say is your role model in STEM? 
Um, I think specifically in STEM, I don't have like a set role model, but I think I like to draw um, inspiration from like everyone I meet, whether it be like one of my friends or my family members. I think I've just been able to grow upon it and just learn so much from each and every person I meet, whether it be like the dentist that I shadowed um, and I've been fortunate to shadow or like some of my friends that are more interested in like science and lab research and things like that. I think just overall in STEM, there isn't one set role model for me. And I like to go out and actually find um, different things that my friends are doing or my family members are doing or just anyone I know or have read about and actually just take one small thing that I could learn from them and try and implement it in my STEM journey. And I think that's something that like has been consistent throughout my life. And so, yeah. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that because um, usually when I ask this question to other guests, um, I think we all kind of assume that I'm just like asking to for you to say like a Nobel Prize winner or something. But I think that the people around us are the people that we interact with and that we get mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, have conversations with, whether it be um, people that are in STEM or not in STEM, but um, they can they can guide us and lead us uh, and, and and inspire us in like smaller ways, but I think a lot more impactful ways because they're around you and they're not really just on the uh -huh. media, right? Um, so yeah, that's a really good point that you mentioned there. I'm I'm really curious about. Um, your interest in neuroscience, like you mentioned specific fields in the medical field, except I didn't really know what they meant. Um, mm -hmm. So would you like to expand on like your particular interest um, and, and kind of define those words that you mentioned previously? Yeah, um, so specifically, I'm very interested in the fields in terms of medicine. I'm interested in geriatric, like geriatrics, as well as pediatric oncology. So basically geriatrics is the medicine behind um, the elderly people. And I know right now ageism is going to be like one of the bigger issues that's going to be highlighted throughout the next 15 years, because I know, I think I read somewhere that um, over uh, adults over 65 are going to be starting to be uh, outnumber uh, young, young children under um, 15. I think it's just very cool that like in 15 years, we're going to be um, living in a population with a bunch of elderly people and a lot of people don't come in thinking that they want to work in an elderly home or like as an elderly care nurse or doctor and I think that that's one thing that has been very close to my heart because I live with all three of my grandparents in my house ever since I was born and so I'm very fortunate to be able to see them throughout my journey of like growth as well as their journey um, being here with me. And I think that's something that inspires me to want to go into the field of geriatrics. But other than that, I am very um, keen on leaning towards pediatric oncology, just because I've always loved to work with children ever since I was little, whether it be like tutoring kids or just playing with my little brother and um, helping him out. I think I'm, I have that vibe that I'm just really good with kids. And I think that um, in terms of oncology, which is basically the, um, which is basically cancer, I think one of the things that really inspired me to go into that route was because um, I've had a lot of family members, like right in front of my eyes who have battled with cancer, and I've seen their journeys. And if I could see adults struggling with cancer, I can't imagine how 
children would be because um children like love to run around and play around but they have to quarantine themselves when they're can when they have cancer and i've actually seen a few kids and read a few case studies that just breaks my heart to see like all of these children are dealing with cancer by themselves and i think i would just like to be a part of their journey yeah uh, so I just learned a couple new words today, pediatrics, uh, pediatric oncology. That's super cool. Um, I really think that, like, first of all, the aging population is neglected a lot. Like, they're super mm-hmm. lonely right now, too. Like, not only uh, do they need, uh, you know, medical help in, in, in a lot of cases, but they're mentally also unstable right now because during the pandemic, they're just, you know, lonely and uh, like this, this loneliness pandemic um, is yeah. just super prevalent mm-hmm. um, among that population. And also, um, as young people, we kind of don't really think about that. Uh, you living mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, your grandparents really probably opened your eyes to a lot of those things, but I don't personally. And so it's like, I don't really think of that because there's retirement homes mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, I'm living in a, you know, youth-centered life where I just think that we're the only population that exists, but they are there and, and, and they're important and they are people that we should take care of because they're going to be, as you said, the larger majority of the population in the future. Um, so that's that's awesome. And then onto, uh, you know, cancer among children, it's just heartbreaking, right? Um, like mm-hmm. I hear those stories as well. And uh, it's, 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 it's a field that we keep researching and, and, and we still need a lot of time to figure out how to battle these different kinds of of um, cancer and and just it's it's pretty individual uh, individualistic too. So wow, like I can go on about this, and but it's 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 yeah. awesome. Um, personally, I think mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I think that with uh, pediatric cancer, something else that opened my mind to it was. I was, I'm actually the national service project lead with my HOSA chapter. And our national service project was for the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation. And that's when I actually found out, like when I started to raise money for them, I found out that only 4% of all medications developed to help treat cancer are made for children, like specifically in their usage, because everything else is such a heavy dose for them. And not there's not a lot of research that goes behind um, cancer research for children. So I think that's another thing that I would like to go into if I had the opportunity to. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never knew that before. Um, I did know that, like, for example, women's health was also under-researched, um, like like maternal health and things like mm-hmm. that, um, but also youth. Um, I think that it's so biased. Um, a lot of this research, it's just geared towards males and males of specific you know ages you know just you know just a mm-hmm. healthy male right but but we don't take into consideration you know these aging populations younger populations um moms that like have these health problems that we don't know about um and the way we're taught these things at school as well um is just really outdated um so mm-hmm yeah that's just cool it's just something that i think a lot more people should consider and if you're listening to this right now and are like wow i'm inspired um i have all the social links uh 
to reach out to Ria down below. So yeah, definitely reach out if you want to just talk about this more um, because we can't really get into it all on this podcast, but I hope this inspires you. And now we're going to talk about Ria's org, which is called The Daily Dosage. So uh, what was your inspiration behind it? Mm -hmm. So over the COVID-19 pandemic, I was part of a bunch of different competitions, such as a quarter zero, the global hack, just because I was kind of bored with school. Um, Homework was due every Friday. We didn't do much. And I think at the time, everything was so unknown that like we had so much time to just chill. And I thought I wanted to use my time more productively. And so while I was doing these competitions, I saw myself um, making more websites, trying out graphic design through Canva and Wix and all of that type of stuff that I hadn't done before. And I've always known that I love to do art and it's just something that inherently comes to me. And I like the aesthetic nature of it. And so I think when I started to do more graphic design in these projects, I started to see myself wanting to do something with it and wanting to express my passions with it. And I know I'm part of other organizations um, that also like advocate for different topics such as like menstrual health or just neuroscience in general or teaching AP subjects. But I think there was nothing at the time that was trying to show or highlight medicine as like its main goal. And I think that's why I started the daily dosage, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic going around at the time. I wanted to make sure that audiences were um, informed about everything that um, was happening around them because everything was so chaotic at the time. And I think that not only, I didn't, I didn't want to focus only on the COVID-19 pandemic, but I think I also wanted to focus on anything going in the realm of STEM. STEM. And so we started to talk more about scientific like processes and how the science, um, how the scientific method is developed and things like that. And we also started to show people different topics just within the field of science mainly, as well as technology and how medical technology has developed to try and help different diseases and disorders and help cure them. And I think that's just something that I wanted to start the daily dosage for to, to show and highlight other people's interest in STEM um, through the medical field and just highlight that STEM is not only limited to science, technology, engineering, and math. There are so many other things within it and so many other opportunities that you can look out for in terms of medicine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this podcast sparked because of the pandemic as well. Um, I also had just a lot of time, but I just felt a disconnect. And so I just wanted to connect with more people. Um, but yeah, like this, this really seems like something that... Um, is could could touch on a lot of different um like different separate initiatives um and it's it's overarching idea is is really awesome as well um what does daily dosage specifically have to offer um yeah so right now we have a blog we have websites or sorry can i i'm gonna restart this yeah for sure (laughs) so Right now on our website, we have a blog and we also have worksheets and lesson plans that people can use for their own good. And so our blog talks about a few different aspects of medicine, whether it be diseases and disorders, interviews with medical professionals to talk about their jobs and their careers and how it works. Um, We have occupations with 
which explores all the different type of occupations within medicine that you wouldn't think are actually there. So for example, there's one that's called medical illustrator. And I never thought about thinking about um, huh. people who draw, yeah, who, people who draw anatomy and just in their textbooks. Like I never thought about that. And I think that's a really cool thing just to like highlight all the different occupations. But then the last category that we have that I think is very interesting and just something new that I just added is the television perspective. So I was watching a TV show and I was looking at how they portray medicine and it was actually the office. And so I think when I was watching it, I saw like Andy punching the wall and I was like, okay, um, they port they're portraying like anger management and things like that. But I think that I wanted to highlight that not only medical TV shows like Grey's Anatomy and things like that have um, medicine within them, but also other stuff has, um, or other TV shows have underlying medical conditions that you can't really um, figure out or pinpoint. You just have to look at, look at it through that view. And so I think overall through like the Daily Dosages blog, I'm able to show a lot of different perspectives of all the different writers that write for us, but as well as um, show readers that there is more to the topic itself that you can, um, that you don't see unless you um, perfectly analyze it and look at it in a deeper view. And I think also through the daily dosage right now, our Instagram has a lot of different anatomy um, diagrams to show different types of bio, like biology and how your body works, whether it be like your eye or just how your entire system functions. And I think our website or our worksheets and our lesson plans do the same as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really know anything except for maybe a family doctor or, you know, surgeon. And there's just way more things um, like there's way more professions or careers in the medical field that I don't know about. And probably if you're listening to this, you don't know about. So go check that website out. Um, and then also check out the blog. Like if you're interested in, in the medical field, you can definitely go on the blog, see what they're writing about and make some connections as well. Um, that's awesome. And my final question for you is, I guess, um, uh, for the listeners who are in high school or early high school and want to get into the medical field, um, what are some tips you would offer them? Mm -hmm. So I think this is something very difficult to do, especially in terms of the medical field. And since I've been through this, I know how hard it is to get opportunities within medicine because I know everyone wants to try and shadow physicians, but since HIPAA, since HIPAA rules are a thing, a lot of people aren't able to go out and actually shadow their physician, especially during COVID-19 times, it's even harder to find these opportunities. So with me, I was very fortunate enough to go to health science camps where I was able to learn how to take blood from fake mannequins, or um, I actually got to experience a birthing mannequin where the mom mannequin was literally birthing a baby and the baby came out just like it would like wet and with attached to the placenta and everything. I think it was just very cool experience to go through those camps. But other than that, online opportunities because of COVID-19, I think some things you could do is to like maybe join the Daily Dosages community because we have a lot of different people um, from all around the world. I think right now it's 100 plus who all want to go into medicine and we're always sharing opportunities with each, with each other. And I think another thing is that um, we can 
I think if we work together during these times, it'll be very easy for you to find more opportunities. I know there's online, if you just go to Instagram and look at medical organizations, there's a lot of different shadowing opportunities virtually where a doctor will take you through their um, clinic and just talk about everything that they're going through um, in their day. And I think that just look out and put yourself out there, especially in the world of social media. I know I was very reserved to doing so at the time, um, but as the COVID-19 pandemic started to grow more and spread across wider countries, I was like, okay, we're going to be staying home for a longer time. So I'm going to need to be able to find myself opportunities to engage myself in other communities as well. And so I think just put yourself out there and try and find those opportunities through social media because there's so many opportunities out there um, in terms of the world of Instagram that I know of. And so I think that's one thing I would tell them to do. Yeah, and definitely with the pandemic going on, we see the growing like demand for physicians and researchers in the medical field. So yeah, definitely make sure to check out the daily dosage and follow Ria's tips because um, I definitely resonate with, you know, just putting yourself out there. Um, I'm an introvert as well, but I think that, um, I think the best tip for, from an introvert to an introvert uh, is just to start, you know, talking with your close friends and then talking to maybe friends that you haven't talked to in a while because you have some sort of connection with them and then start reaching out to people that you don't know. Um, and then you'll start to get comfortable. Like you'll start to train that muscle. Um, and I like, like for me, it's, it's been hard at first, but um, just putting yourself out there is, is definitely easier than it sounds, um, especially if you're not used to it, but um, leverage social media. Like literally it's like, what's the worst thing that, like what's the worst thing that could happen with just saying hi to someone uh, that does something that's really cool. and you can just talk to them, you know, um, and get to know what you like and what you don't like through these opportunities. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I, I've got to say. Do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I really agree with you. And I think this has been a wonderful experience and I'm so thankful for you to um, host me today. Yeah. Uh, again, I will have all Ria's socials linked down below. So make sure to connect um, and make sure to always stay curious and ask questions. All right. Bye.